Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Welcome to the Casting Across Fly Fishing Podcast. I'm Matthew of castingacross.com, where I explore the quarry and culture of fly fishing. This is episode 103. It also marks, at the time of the recording, my five-year anniversary of casting across being a thing. First of all, and I'll probably say this again during the podcast, thank you. If you're listening to the podcast, if you read the articles on casting across, if you've subscribed to the website, if you subscribe to the podcast, if you follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever it might be, thank you for being a part of casting across. I like doing it for the sake of doing it, but I like doing it when I can share it with people. I like doing it when I can interact with people. And uh, so you being a part of it makes it a little bit more. It's good on its own. It's good in a vacuum, but it's really good when there is an engagement, when there's community, when writing about the quarry and culture of fly fishing actually extends to the culture of fly fishing, which is uh, you, which is people and what we bring to it. I have a couple of topics that I want to cover today on the podcast, and they're uh, wide and varied, but uh, the first thing I want to talk about briefly is five years. What have these five years been like? And this might sound a lot like it's about me, and to a certain extent it is, and there's always a lot of me in my in my writing, even when I interview people, and I write about uh, someone's product or someone's company or what someone has done in, in fly fishing or conservation. There's still me in it, uh, but hopefully... When I talk about today, as well as what I write about and what I talk about in other podcasts, can be that springboard for you, even just in your own head, to think about fly fishing or to think about how you approach fly fishing in a unique way. And especially in this podcast, to talk about the five years of being involved with casting across, running casting across, and it can get you thinking about how fly fishing and the fly fishing things that you do intersect with the rest of your life. Because I'm a firm believer that everything ought to have continuity in your life. There needs to be separation, especially with things that are difficult, uh, with things that you need to keep out of your home life or your work life. But there's the vast majority of things, I think, ought to be integrated in one way, shape, or form. The edges ought to bleed together, and in doing so, you can have some really cool things. And for me, fly fishing and then, by extension, casting across is one of those things. I guess the first question that I want to address is why casting across? I don't know if you've asked that, but uh, if you've ever thought, you know, you talk a lot, you write a lot, why, why do you do this? Well, I, I've said this before, and usually if somebody asks me what got you into fly fishing writing, I, I'd say this. I've always done fly fishing writing, but I've done it very intermittently. I've written for a few magazines here or there, some Trout Unlimited newsletters and things like that, contributed to a few books just over, over the years, and I've really enjoyed it. 
And the concept of casting across and writing regularly about fly fishing kind of crystallized about five and a half years ago. So a little bit more backstory. As I've mentioned before, I am a pastor by vocation. I am an associate pastor at a great little church uh, north of Boston. And part of my ministry and my job there is writing, speaking, preaching, and As long as I've been in vocational ministry, even prior to that, I've been involved in graduate studies. Uh, I've gotten degrees and wanted more degrees, and I just love constantly being challenged by reading, by researching, by writing, and trying to communicate concepts. Uh, I think that's incredibly valuable, not just in ministry, but in any sort of field. And like I've said before on the podcast, if you can't communicate it, do you really know it? And so because this is something that I love, it's the thing that I think is the most important thing in the world, uh, I want to be able to communicate it well, and I want to know it better. But I take what I do really seriously. Because it's, it's not me. It's not my ideas. I'm, I'm simply reflecting objective truths. And I'm sure there's various opinions out there about the nature of things like the Bible and Christianity and faith and whatnot. But to me, it's objective truths. And so when I represent those things, either in speaking or in writing, I feel a great burden to be accurate and to be serious and, and to be relatable, but at the same time, to really dial in and um, not make my voice be the predominant voice. My voice is the vehicle, but it is certainly not what is being communicated and is is not what is being delivered. I'm certainly not stifled in that, but I would say there's limitations in how I can be creative, what I can communicate, and things like that. And so I enjoy all types of writing. I always have. Ever since I was a kid, I, I remember falling in love with writing when I was in third grade and it's carried on to this day. So I wanted to find an avenue outside of work to write. And I thought, what can I write about? And when the first idea was barbecue, but that didn't seem very economical or health friendly. So I said, oh, I'm not going to do barbecue. How about fly fishing? Like I said, I've written fly fishing stuff over the years. I've really enjoyed it. But do I fish enough? I'm not a guide. I'm not working for a company. I'm not on living on a river. I actually was living on a creek at this time. And I thought, you know what? Maybe this will get me back into fly fishing in a way that I wish I, I could be. Because for years and years, I worked in fly fishing in one way, shape, or form. I was involved in conservation and volunteer programs, and I was fishing multiple times a week. But then life changes. I got into ministry, and that has its time demands. I had a couple of kids at this point in time, and that has its wonderful demands. So things just changed. The desire was still there to get into a space where I could express myself. And so it was on a June evening after a day of fishing on the West Branch of the Delaware I can remember it to this day, and actually, the old header image on Casting Your Cross when it first started was from this day, where I was fishing on the west branch of the Delaware, and I was about a mile below the dam, maybe not even quite a mile, and I took a picture facing north of this misty scene kind of descending on the river, and it was so cool because the color of the water was the same color as the air, only about 10 feet above it, and the brown trout and a couple of rainbows were rising to these sulfur emergers, and I can just see it in my head, and catching those last few fish where it just it didn't feel super dark, but you just could not see anything, and it was uh, one of my first uh, trips to the, the West Branch of the Delaware, and so I wasn't super comfortable about wading back and zero visibility, so Jeff and I 
uh, we headed back to the car and we drove to our cabin. We got changed. We went to a little pub and we uh, grabbed some burgers and we talked. And I shared that I'd been thinking about writing and he encouraged me. Uh, he encouraged me. His wife Marion encouraged me uh, as we had this process. Of course, my, my wife encouraged me to do it. And uh, within a few months, Casting Across was up and running. And I haven't looked back since. Three posts a week ever since October of 2015. Admittedly, some of them aren't as good as others, but they are worth looking at. Uh, for years and years on Fridays, all I did was aggregate other people's content and put it out. And then for the last uh, two years, I've been putting out the podcast on Fridays. And so it's changed a little bit. Uh, there's some articles I think should have been killers, but uh, they fell over flat, and I try to revisit them and put them in front of uh, new people's eyes. There's other articles that I think are stinkers, like I didn't give it my, my full effort, but people enjoy them, and I, I guess I haven't figured it out yet, and I, I guess that's also why uh, if something doesn't feel like it's awesome, but it, it feels done, I'll still put it out there because... I want you to take it and, you know, not treat it like it is gospel. I want you to treat it like it's fly fishing writing and say, okay, here's some good things here. And uh, hopefully you, you can you can see that my, my passion comes through in it and my appreciation for the subject matter comes through. So that's, that's what Casting Across has been. For me, it's been a great uh, distraction, uh, a great little side uh, activity, and it's led to some awesome things. So this is kind of a segue into some of the auxiliary benefits of casting across. And I would say that they first and foremost are relationships and community, and those things really kind of go together. The fly fishing community is a really cool group of people that have a enormously diverse set of backgrounds and beliefs and cultures and all of those things. I mean, some people hate carp and some people hate people who fish with dry flies, but we all rally around the fact that we cast line, not lures. And that brings us together. And like a fly fishing show, for example, which I'm really hoping that those are happening uh, this winter time because that's a great example of you have the bass guys and you have the trout girls and you have the people that fish salt and then you have the people that fish tiny little mountain brook trout streams and they're all in a room together and they're all hanging out in the hotel lobby together and they're just talking about fishing but then it always merges to something else and it's so cool to have those conversations with just Joe Flyfisher and then you have it with the woman who's the rep for one of the largest fly fishing companies and you both have that in common. And so I would say I have gotten to know a lot of people that are just anglers. They read the website, they comment, they email. Having those conversations is fantastic. And I tell you what that has done for me. I used to get really protective of my waters. And it was probably irrational. It's probably a little, you know, uh, psychotic, I, I guess. But I really didn't like knowing that other people fished where I like to fish. And that might sound silly. And I think we all experience that in one way, shape, or form. But I just didn't like it. Now that I'm writing and I'm sharing places, not really spot burning or anything like that, but I'm saying creeks, I'm saying regions, it is such a joy for people to write in or to comment on social media saying, I fish there too, 
And I have found myself being like totally willing to share all sorts of information that before I started casting across, I would never share. And I don't think it's to the point where I'm, again, endangering rivers or fish or anything like that. But I, I have really changed my perspective on the resource being something that we protect by using, not protect by uh, cloistering and hiding away. So that's one culture and community aspect of it with, with re regard to relationships. Another one is people within the fly fishing industry. So I feel like casting across is a great example of, of me, where I kind of have one foot in the fly fishing industry and one foot out of it. I am not a full-time fly fishing industry worker. I uh, just kind of dabble in it, especially as I've done work for some companies, uh, both forecasting across and for them. And I've gotten to know people in the fly fishing industry, and they are a awesome group of people. Are there some duds? Of course, but there's people that are difficult in every line of work and in every industry and in every walk of life. But I have found that within fly fishing, it is a remarkably high percentage of really cool down-to-earth people. I mean, no one's rich, so it's hard to be pretentious if you're not rich. I mean, there's plenty of rich anglers, but there's not a, lot, a whole lot of rich people in fly fishing, if you, if you get what I mean. And so some of the largest companies in the country and in the world, having a meal with somebody, hanging out with somebody, it's just really cool to get to know these people. Because for me, that's that's one of the reasons why I enjoy fly fishing. It's the branding, it's the labeling, it's the aesthetics, it's the design, it's what why you chose to make this one tiny incremental you know, change from, from this product to that product. Those kind of things just get me going. I know some people that drives them absolutely nuts and they think that it's the last thing they want to be concerned with when they're trying to catch fish. But for me, I enjoy it. So to kind of see how the fly fishing sausage is made is a lot of fun for me. And to have that not, you know, in a spec sheet, but in a conversation with a real person who talks about uh, how they like to use those products it's just a lot of fun. So casting across has enabled me to do that as I've kind of established some sort of small footprint in the fly fishing culture. And what I want to also point out is that we, we all have a footprint in the fly fishing culture. It's a pretty small pond in the grand scheme of things. I, I like to always say, and I'm not the first one to come with this, but you know, fly fishing is a tiny segment of the freshwater fishing mar market, which is a tiny segment of the fishing market, which is a tiny segment of the uh, hunting and fishing and, and outdoor industry, which is a tiny segment of the sporting goods industry. Um, you got to think a lot more people are buying golf balls than are buying all fly fishing gear combined. I don't know if that's true or not, but I would wager that's probably pretty close to the truth. Something that I'd like to do kind of along those lines would be to thank everybody, you know, to, to rattle down a list of companies, people in companies, uh, other media figures, just average everyday anglers that are a lot like me that have had an impact on casting across over these last five years. But it'd be a list that is very long and not a whole lot of fun to listen to. And at the same time, I would be terrified of leaving somebody out. Not that they would be terribly offended, but uh, it, would, it would offend my sensibilities. So Five years of casting across. Honestly, I don't know what the next five years are going to look like. I have some ideas. I have some thoughts of what it might be, but I'm just not sure. I uh, I, I didn't think five years I, I, I would get to this point, but here we are, and it's still going, still going strong. People are, are still reading, and more people are reading, and more people are subscribing, and that's awesome. And so my encouragement is if you enjoy the podcast or you enjoy the um, articles, 
then suggest it to somebody, whether it be your fishing buddy or your non-fishing buddy. Be like, I read that, you know, read this article. It's about fly fishing, but it's not about fly fishing because uh, I put a few of those up every once in a while. Or your Trout Unlimited chapter or the folks at the fly shop. I try to span the uh, the, the, the whole spectrum of everything from, from novice beginner types all the way up to folks who want a couple advanced tip and tricks or even just want a little bit of... Uh, perspective on how somebody else fly fishes. So hopefully every article isn't for you, but you can at least appreciate that it has a purpose. Speaking of which, I wanted to share an article with you. Uh, this uh, this is a little bit different, and this was actually my kind of five-year article uh, that, that I wrote. It's pretty short, and, and I don't usually read what I write that week, but uh, given where we are as a culture, and this is being recorded the week before the 2020 election, uh, I think it's uh, worth sharing. So I called it Religion, Politics, and Fly Fishing. Religion, Politics, and Fly Fishing. This is what I have to say about that. Always talk about religion and politics when you go fly fishing. And why wouldn't you? Perhaps you've been told that such subjects are taboo for the dinner table, the break room, or the morning train. But maybe that is part of what is wrong with society. We can't handle a difference of opinion. Furthermore, we can't reconcile disagreement with cordiality. We have become intolerant of tolerance, so we do not talk, and not talking is often evidence of not thinking. Now, fly fishers know that the woods and the water lead to contemplation, so let us be better. Let us think. Although the mind can wander, it often thinks about what it prioritizes. What matters to you? So talk about it when you're fly fishing. Now, this is not a license to be a raving zealot or a lecturing hermit. Just talk about it. Explore ideas, consider your presuppositions, work concepts out to their logical conclusions, share your opinion, and then contemplate a second one. Can you talk about it and still enjoy the water? Of course. You're wonderfully made. You can think about two things at once. Furthermore, your mind has to go somewhere. Why not make a habit of giving it some exercise? You can still focus on the fish, the insects, and all the other necessary things. You are capable of both and. You are able to cast and consider, each with enough effort to be effective. Now, the common counterpoint is that fly fishing should be an escape. It should be, and it is, but you can never completely escape. You go wherever you go. So why not allow yourself to think, to process, and to grow while you're fly fishing? The quiet and the concentration, the long drives and the tedious walks, they all are tailor-made for putting two and two together, for figuring things out and returning with perspective. And don't think this doesn't apply to you. Because everyone is religious. Everyone is political. And saying that you're not religious or political is, in fact, your confession or your affiliation. How do you think about yourself, your neighbor, your neighborhood, your country, your world? How do you think about your God and how you stand before him? You do think about it. So say it. What are you afraid of? Seeking answers that require more than a tweet-length reply should not be scary. It might be contrary to the current cultural climate, but that may very well be a good thing. It is a good thing. In a time when we often run to echo chambers, there is truly no more wide-open place than the vast skies of nature. There's more room to think and to speak, but more always challenges you because it highlights the contrasts. The mountains and the ocean should humble you. The ceaseless flow of rivers, even the gentle trickles of streams, should soften your edges. Let your time out there prepare you for the rest of your time. Let your escape prepare you for your return. Seek trout and beautiful places. Seek truth and conviction. Let your time fly fishing make you better.
always talk about religion and politics when you go fly fishing, even if you're all by yourself. Let me know what you think. Matthew at castingacross.com. This weekend, Casting Across, I just read you Monday's article, Religion, Politics, and Fly Fishing, so don't have a whole lot to say about that. And then on Wednesday, an article called Five Years of Casting Across. I tell the story of Casting Across, quote-unquote, founding with a little bit more detail than I, uh, I did in this podcast. But I also share a link to the very first posts that were on Casting Across. So I didn't launch with one article. I launched with three articles. And uh, they're great articles. I think they actually really, really hold up still. They're I kind of want to take them and tweak them, but I, I don't want to mess them up too much. It's kind of like when a when a band remixes uh, an album from their heyday from like 25 or 30 years ago, and you're like, yeah, it sounds good, but it doesn't sound how it's supposed to sound. I, I, the, the, those rough edges and, and the, 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 the different feel was what I'm used to. So I'm, that might sound like grossly over-exaggerating the nature of me retooling some five-year-old fly fishing articles, but they're called Gear Review the Vest. It's a humor article. Finding Fiberglass. It's a gear article. And Dogs and Pipes. It's a fly fishing story featuring brook trout, which may not surprise you. So you have uh, humor, gear, and a story, which has kind of been the trend on Casting Across for the last five years, those three themes. And so these are the OG articles. Uh, I, would, I would encourage you to check them out. So if you go to the article this week called Five Years of Casting Across, you will find a link to head to those articles and give them a read. So give them a read. And let me know if you, my writing has gotten better or if it's gotten worse. I would absolutely love to hear that unless it's really, really critical, in which case I probably wouldn't love to hear it, but you know what I mean. This week's recommendation on the podcast. I don't know if you've heard it, but uh, people are encouraging people to get out and vote. So I'm going to do that with no agenda. I know that there's a good chance that 50% of my audience is going to vote opposite of me because 50% of our country is going to vote opposite of me because 50% of our country is going to go opposite of 50% of our country. But you know what? Like I said before, that's okay. That's okay, because hopefully we can talk about it. Hopefully, once this is all over, we can chill a little bit and have conversations again. And you can blame whoever you want to blame, but you are responsible for yourself. I am responsible for me. And if you are able to, you're responsible to vote. Cast your vote. Make your voice heard. It's not just about if it's going to be Trump or Biden, but there's a whole host of other local issues that you ought to make your voice heard about. It might have to do with fly fishing, but like I said before, fly fishing is just one of a multitude of things that ought to matter to you. And so if you're a single issue voter and you're going to vote the environment, you're going to vote cold water then you know what? That's your conviction. Go after it. Uh, but if you have a more multifaceted and nuanced approach, I think there's a lot of virtue in that too. But think about it. Think about what you're doing. Think about maybe how what you're doing intersects with your love of fly fishing or your political or religious ideology. And uh, just take some time to think about that. Maybe while you're on the river or maybe while you're waiting in line to vote. But vote. I think it's a, a cool opportunity that a lot of people Actually, no, I'd say most people in our world today and certainly throughout history would be very envious to go out and vote. So take advantage of what you have, regardless of what you think about our country today, regardless of what you think about our country is going to be like next year. 
take advantage of an awesome opportunity that you have to be able to be counted in some manner. Thanks for listening to the Casting Across Fly Fishing Podcast. Please subscribe in your favorite podcast app and rate the podcast on iTunes. Then head over to castingacross.com where you'll find more info on this podcast and three posts a week on the people, places, and things that go into the pursuit of fish. fish are where you think they are. Any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. In wild country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.